0: Show me the news!
1: And now, coming through your speakers and into your ears, it's the gaming podcast that you all know and love. It's. Show me the news! Welcome to Show Me Your News, the pinnacle for delivering and debating the gaming news that matters the most to you were filled with of hardware blunders, or upcoming releases.
2: If it relates to video games, we want to talk about it.
0: I am Yoko, and I just came back from Utah, but couldn't see Buzz. <sighs> I am Super, and I just finished downloading Super Mario 3D Land. Ooh. I'm Tony, and I'm not sleepy today, Yeah. Super, that means you got the 3DS.
1: It has
2: a
0: Pikachu on it.
1: Oh, you got the Pikachu 3DS. That's awesome. He's not the only
2: one, but I got more to say on that one later.
1: Excellent. Well, our top stories today for episode 131 of Show Me Your News, part of the SMYN network at showmeyournews.com. It's Friday, March 29th, 2013. PAX East happened. That's out in Boston. Hmm. Also, GDC's going on, and a Hmm. game that was revealed that was... Kind of not really a surprise. We'll talk about that. Um, uh, one of the biggest independent developing uh, kind of, uh, what's the word? Well, Indiegogo, but kind of kickstarted along the same line with our fighting game that recently was in the news. Um, and oh, uh, the SimCity debacle continues. Not a surprise. We got uh, some stories in our story pool. A lot of games out recently because we uh, kind of... Super, do
2: you want to say something
1: or are you I, just I, punctuating I, everything?
0: I, 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 this might be a mistake of mine, but uh, Tony, did you do an intro? Yeah, I might. I didn't catch it. I, I I did not.
1: He talked about not being sleepy, but maybe you're uh, being yeah. sleepy. I, I am.
0: I am quite sleepy. I I woke up like two hours away, and I drove home. So well like, I'm I'm, I'm on five hours because I might have spent a little bit too much time playing Luigi's Dark Moon.
1: Okay, <laughs> we'll have a soapbox <laughs> and a thought, and we'll just wrap up the show that way. Our guest this week. Some of you may know him as the Completionist. Please welcome Gerard Khalil. Hey everyone, how
3: are we all doing today? Pretty well.
1: How are you out in? Apparently not very well over time? here. <laughs> uh, I'm doing pretty good. It's nice and sunny and cool out here. I'm so jealous. I I don't know if it's actually happened, you know, spring here in Michigan. So it hasn't. It hasn't here yet. <laughs> well, for those that don't know, uh, who are you? What do you do? What is your, you know, claim to fame, as it were?
3: Uh, I don't really have a claim to fame. <laughs>
1: um,
3: I have a YouTube show called The Completionist on my YouTube channel, that one video gamer. And uh, every week on my show, I take a game at the humble suggestion of the audience, and I wa- 100% complete it. And I do I do a full fledged review of it. I talk about the gameplay, the story, the plot, the bonuses, all that great stuff. While uh, my partner in crime, Greg. Uh, Wilmot he
2: shouts uh, things he
3: shouts yeah. things and pokes fun in a lot of the uh you know idiocracies of gaming and and we have a good time we have a good dynamic the two of us together um, and yeah and each week people tune in to see what game' I'll, I'll complete next so that's that's basically the general gist of my show
1: I gotta say very entertaining program I'm amazed at the quality of work you guys do on a <laughs> weekly basis uh, as you know media producer myself it's it's something to strive towards, so really well, great I'm, stuff. Well,
3: I'm just crazy, so that's that's <laughs> kind of the reality of it. I mean, you know, I, I only have about three days to complete games. Oh, wow. So it's, you know, um, hmm. if, if there's a game that is going to be 100 hours plus, it'll take me several weeks to do, uh, versus a game that, you know, is just long enough to be about a week I have to cram in, you know, as much time as I can to 100% complete these games. Um and it definitely, that's probably the hardest part, because I, I am on such a uh, a difficult time constraint with, you know, three days, basically it's three days to play the game, three days to edit, and then, you know, at the end of the, the sixth day, I pick another game and I start over, so.
1: Wow. I don't and know how you
2: do, like, some of
3: those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly don't have a life anymore. I used to have a really nice one, and then I started the show, and then my life disappeared. It's getting a bit depressing, I apologize. It's not what I meant to be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you said that a little... <laughs> <laughs> true, true facts. Um, no, it's just, you know, it, when people always ask, you know, how how do I make a good show like yours, I always say uh, you have to do what you love even yep. if you don't make any money, even mm-hmm. if it's not um, a, you know, a, a big important thing to 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 the rest of the world. Uh, you just have to believe in yourself and hope that... Uh, It'll grow, and it it has been growing nonstop since I started. So, for everyone who's listening to this and and knows who I am, I appreciate all the time that you, I appreciate you guys for having me on the show. First oh, off, oh no off problem, dude. Watching my stuff, I know that some of you guys are kind of unfamiliar with what I do, and uh, it's you know, like I said, it's it's not for everyone, but it's
0: pretty insane. <laughs> I, I really respect what you do, and I, I'll admit I've only seen three videos of yours, one being a fan mail. But uh, I was super excited when you, I saw you that you had completed uh, Gunstar Heroes.
3: Yes, yes, yes! That
0: game is a lot of fun. <laughs> yes, I, I was I, I was sad when you were tired you were like playing it on like the 360 or something, or uh, an emulated playing, version. Uh, that
3: was playing on the PS3. It was mm. a port to the PS3. Okay. Um, but it's awesome because it does have online play, which was
0: right. Um, that's 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 awesome.
3: Yeah, that was that was really really exciting.
0: What's um, different about it? Um, number Especially
3: one, the game just. I mean, um, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah,
0: this is one of the things. It, it's it's done on the Sega Vintage Emulator, which is balls awful sometimes. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. number one, you don't have a start button, which means you can't draw. You can't like come back in if you die and take like your part half of your partner's health like you can the Genesis version. Plus, the sound quality is just awful. It doesn't emulate it right at all. So the songs sometimes get scratchy. The good thing know. about
2: that that emulation, though, is you can save it at any time. It right. got me, like... like uh, <laughs> Some of the Sonic 1 trophies was like, don't die, and i just save every level. Nice. I would yeah. save mid-jump. like jump. Like, it's, oh, I may it, not it's, make that.
0: It's great for convenience. I love the Netplay X uh, ability, but... Like, it doesn't beat just sitting down with the, the old console with your buddy at your side with a Genesis controller there with a sticky start button. <laughs> <laughs> just doesn't beat the experience. <laughs> old oh, man.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, absolutely. They're if you just... haven't seen Gerard's show, definitely do at that one, Video Gamer. But let's get into the headlines here. The first is PAX East out in Boston. And, Gerard, you went. How was that?
3: I did. I did. Uh... You know, I, I have to admit, I did not see a lot of the craze that was going on over at, um, you know, what people were saying for, you know, oh, I want to see this game, I want to see that game. I didn't get a chance to really check out that much. I did get to see a couple of uh, behind-the-scenes, uh, you know, picks at, at some some great games. You know, I did see... I got, I got a cool look at Saints Row 4, which was Ooh, nice. amazing because I never... Was really into Saints Row to begin with, so after seeing them and 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 talking to the developers, I got to really check out Saints Row 4. And there's a dubstep gun, which is like, huh. quite honestly, one of the most hilarious <laughs> things I've ever seen in action. Uh, and uh, it's like a ratchet clank weapon or something. Yeah, yeah, it shoots out waves of. Uh, it's like the, it's like that one waves corridor digital video. Where you like, where you know they shoot the gun to the music, and then like, one it like flies out and hits the guys, <laughs> and when they get hit, they like fly to their death, but they but they fly in slow motion, and while they're flying, they're popping locking in slow motion as they're like dying uh, via dubstep gun, um, <laughs> which uh, you know that that alone made me want to go pick up uh, Saints Row Three because I always thought that Saints Row you know the first two were kind of like your average like. GTA clone, clone but right. they've been increasing the ridiculousness of each one after the other, and it definitely made me, you know, really interested to try out Saints Row th- uh, 3 when I saw the inner workings of Saints Row 4. Those guys are really passionate about their game, and, and uh, it, it may, it's, I'm super excited to see it, but that's all I really saw at, at, uh, at PAX. The rest of my time was spent, uh, you know, I went to meet fans. That's really why I went. I I went to meet a lot of people who support my show and I wanted to give back to them by taking photos and signing autographs and just kind of talking to them. And so that's kind of what I really did. I didn't really go out. You're tweeting the
2: whole time, like, come find me here pretty much. Yeah. 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 I was,
3: I was trying to meet as many people as I can because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not popular enough to have my own panel anywhere. I'm not kind of you know, I'm not significant enough to kind of make people turn their heads when they see my name on a card or something. But over time, you know, I, I, I'm i all about the fans and what they want to see and, and do. And that's why I live stream a lot. That's why I, I tweet a lot at fans. I respond to all the fans that I can because, you know, I, I'm a big believer that the fans are the ones that are watching your show. And if you're not addressing them or talking to them, then you kind of don't really care about the, your audience. Um so that's kind of why I, I went to PAX. I, I kind of wanted to give back as much as I can, which is depressing because my PAX video audio is gone. Oh, so man. I have to try and figure out what I'm going to do with like a mini, mini micro montage or something like that, but we'll see.
0: Recreate we it all see. with your mouth. <laughs> right? <laughs>
4: this is the conversation
3: as I remember it. <laughs> yeah, just
0: dump you're over you're so it attractive. Horribly. I know, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Make Greg say bears the whole time or something stupid.
3: <laughs> um, probably actually not that much. We 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 had a lot of people telling us about how how much they loved the bear jokes and stuff like that. But um, I have
0: no idea what's going on with bear <laughs> jokes. I, you without, know what? There's I, not much we, to it. I remember just watching the Gunstar video and he's just like the other guy just goes bears and it's like did he just steal my joke?
3: Yeah, essentially the bear joke start, bear joke started out as a as a joke. We wanted to kind of see. How far we could push the envelope with pissing off our audience? <laughs> we just wanted to see like what we thought was funny and what we could, you know, you know. They always, it's 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 Conan, it's the Conan O'Brien technique we do a lot in the show. We actually because Greg and I are huge Conan O'Brien fans, mm-hmm. and the idea is that you beat the you know, you beat that dead horse so much that beating it again and again and again makes it funnier and funnier. <laughs> so you know, the bear jokes was like we we started doing it at first and. And people like, you know, in the episode of Banjo Kazooie, everyone was like kind of enjoying it, and then by the end of the episode, they were obsessed with it. And our goal was we wanted to see how long it would take for us to upset our audience, and we we never our did. Time is we, still
2: going. <laughs> it's still
3: going. They, I mean, you know, a year later, we did the the uh, Banjo Tui episode finally, yep, yep. and that was that was a major fan service episode because everyone just they loved the bear jokes, and I think we said. Bears fifty six times in that episode.
1: Um, I think even still, I think that was really well handled. How you managed everything and with what people were expecting and what I think you
2: actually put delivered. It, out, yeah. it wasn't a joke, and it was just you saying bears.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's essentially what it got down to. Is that it, it started out? It started out with a bunch of bear puns and um, you know uh, <laughs> just horrible jokes and pictures and things like that. You know, like someone get that bear a coke. Like, oh, because... I love
2: that! How
3: animated that was. <laughs> yeah, so it's just like you know, it just kind of like snowballed into this this epic proportion of, of a joke that didn't really mean to. And everyone, I, you know, I you know, I think a lot of it has to do with how great of a game Banjo Kazooie was. Like, um, if we had done the bear it, joke yeah. with Naughty Bear or any other,
1: kind oh, right, yeah,
3: kind of, uh, joke, I, I don't. Four? Yeah, Persona Four is kind of stretching it, but well, yeah. I, I honestly, think that, uh, you know, if it wasn't for Banjo kazooie the bear jokes wouldn't even even be remotely as funny. Um, so, but anyways, yes, that was my PAX East. That's exa- that's what I did at PAX.
4: <laughs> I wanted to say real
2: quick before we move on. My favorite yeah. uh, recurring joke is uh, him bugging you to finish the Mario All Stars pack, <laughs> and I, I, I cried when you finished it. And he's like, "When, when are you gonna finish the Mario All Stars pack?" <laughs>
4: Oh
3: man, that, that literally, uh, that happened in, the, that started in the, uh, Mario U episode, uh, because I was having, at the time I was having a hard time finishing up those challenges, and I ended up doing them, but while I was doing them, Greg would just be like, you should just finish, you should just stop playing Mario U <laughs> <laughs> and do the All-Stars Pack, and I'm like, we're hours away from this episode going live, and he's like, you should just finish the All-Stars pack. <laughs> I'm like, I just spent all my Thanksgiving working on playing Mario Brothers U and completing it 100%, and you want me to stop right now and finish Mario 3? And he's like, yeah, it great like, you're such a jerk. I thought he
2: was just—I thought you guys were just mocking YouTube commenters or something. <laughs> it's well, it was great.
3: It turned into that because people thought that was hilarious. So, like, in the comments, it's just like, so when are you going to do the All-Stars Pack? When are you going to do the All-Stars Pack? It just kind of kept coming back and back and back. When are you going to do the All-Stars Pack? And eventually I was like, fine, I'll do the All-Stars Pack. And I did it. And then Greg was like, when are you going to do the All-Stars Pack? And like, I just finished <laughs> the All-Stars Pack. It's not a real thing anymore. It's done.
4: Ugh.
1: I mean, that sounds like an mm. awesome experience at PAX, though. I mean, we kind of do our own little convention in mm. uh, Detroit, the anime convention, Yomacon. And uh, it kind of gets to be the same thing. Like, you think there are all these things to do, all these things to see, but you just go and spend time with people, and that it makes it great. But as far as gaming news goes... Um, DuckTales. the big thing <laughs> was DuckTales. And I, I must say, like you know, it looks great to have, you know, WayForward working on. They've you know, worked on the Shantae games. They have the... Uh, Mysteries, or no, Magic, what's that game called? The Switch Force game. For 3DS and Wii U. That game. You know what it is if you know it. Anyway, it looks great to see the, DuckTales remastered like this in HD animated. Oh,
0: and oh. I hear that they have the voice actors from the original series, which means they're going to oh, add yeah. cutscenes and voice That's dialogue. True.
1: Yeah. Mighty Switch Force. Thank you, right in the chat. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks great. I, I saw a, uh, cause they played the trailer at the Capcom panel. And it's all like, like a, everyone stop, sing along. And you're thinking like, for a quote. <laughs> yeah, um, and you gotta think like, to be there and to experience that must be amazing. Like, I want to see the reaction video. I'm, I must say, I recently saw the reaction video that someone put together and, uh, it was not as crazy as I thought it'd be. It was a little bit of a letdown. So don't go looking for that if, uh, you don't want to get your hopes, oh. uh, let down. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gerard, have you ever played DuckTales?
3: Uh, the original one for the NES, yes, I have played it. Oh, wow. So, it's a pretty unforgiving game, but yeah. it's pretty fun regardless.
1: So, what are you thinking about this remake here?
3: Uh, I think it's a step in the right direction for Capcom. Um, Capcom was kind of the pioneer of creating uh, great partnerships between Disney Interactive and themselves. Um, you know, I really loved uh, you know Mickey's Magical Quest and Goof Troop and. Uh, uh, you know those kinds of games are really, you know, Aladdin. Uh, they they've kind of they they've done a great job in the past taking, uh, you know, iconic franchises from Disney and and giving them a great original feel with you know a, a, a gameplay engine that really like speaks out to us as gamers. And, and that's why when I saw DuckTales, I was, like, super excited because it's, you know, Capcom has been dropping the ball lately, you know, we, we Mega Man, we're never going to get a real Mega Man game at this rate, uh, it's been mm-hmm. nearly, you know, two years, we haven't, and all we hear is, this game is cancelled, that game is cancelled, this game is cancelled, that game is cancelled, <sighs> and very Mega consistent Man iOS game.
0: Yeah. So, very consistent. Yeah, very consistent yeah. on the cancelling front.
3: Yeah, well, a lot of it is because they don't—they still don't know how to handle Mega Man with with the creator of Mega Man being gone, you know, going off making his own company and, and doing that thing. So it provides a lot of confliction on how they're going to be able to move forward without the creator of their great franchise. So they're in a tough pickle, and I think this is a great way of of kind of distracting us us gamers until they figure out what they're going to do with uh, with Mega Man because. You know, it's, it, Mega Man is, is Capcom. If you think Capcom, you think Mega Man. You think Street Fighter, you think Resident Evil. Those are the big three that kind of represent the company. And when one of the three isn't around, people start asking questions. So,
4: it's like, good why that, wasn't
1: it in Marvel vs. Capcom 3?
3: Yeah, and yeah. why you, as much, I don't know, that's, that was very dumb on their part. I don't know yeah. why it wasn't in Marvel vs. Capcom 3, but, um, if they weren't going to make a Mega Man X as an original character and just called it a day, but um, but I, I think it's good. I think it's great that they're they're focusing on on their older games, and I'm hoping that uh, you know we'll go on to see more games like this. I think this is a great way to kind of for both for both uh, Disney Interactive and Capcom to kind of go back through and kind of go through their gems. I mean, maybe I'm the only one who'd like to see this, but I think it'd be awesome to see a a goof troop.
2: Game mm. No, just
3: PC, that or Xbox. Honestly, I heard this news and I'm like,
2: oh, this gives me hope for Goof Troop.
3: Yeah, yeah, I mean, Goof Troop is like a secret gem. Like, no, I feel like no one played that game because it was like I you really know, was-
0: enjoyed Goof Troop back in the day. But I, I mean, I don't feel like that's a game that would benefit from something like this. I mean, it'd be kind of cool to see but something like play, animated. We could
2: play it together, dude. All
0: right, I'll get. Yeah, I'll grant you that. Uh, I would probably <laughs> enjoy that quite a lot, but. I mean you could you could accomplish that just by putting it throw, throwing it up on an emulator.
4: That so, is true,
3: but I think but if that's the case then that'd be that'd be the same reasoning as to why you know like then why would we want a remake of DuckTales?
0: Because cuz well, DuckTales is I feel a fuller game. I've I've played Goof Troop and I've played DuckTales and I can see why you might do it to DuckTales. I mean, that had a huge, just kind of like, a world to explore, and the game kind of showed that. Goof Troop was kind of this weird kind of, I, I want to say even like a Mario, the US Mario 2-esque feel to it. Like, it took the Goof Troop, which was Goofy and Max, and then just threw them on an adventure that was nothing like like the show or the movie. Oh, pirates. Alright, let's go throw barrels. I guess that is it's true. It's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs> that's the way I saw it. Uh, just like, but if it happens for Goof Troop, I won't be mad because oh, yeah, honestly, be mad. I want I want more Disney love for Max because I thought Max was a really cool character and the idea of Goofy being actually deeper than he is, you know, with a wife that isn't around anymore. I th- I think that's cool, but I'm just like I'm all about characters and psychology, so.
4: Hmm.
0: Throw, throw Max in Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> I would love that so much. You have no idea. That would be
1: cool. Oh, if that happens. Well, that they, feels... said, uh, they said they were going to add
2: levels too. <laughs> oh yeah. You do it like like Daffy, dude. <laughs> yeah, they said they were going to, on top of like all <laughs> the obvious reanimation and stuff, that mm-hmm. they were going to add a few levels too.
1: So that's exciting. Nice. Good stuff. Well, DuckTales wasn't the only story of PAX. Gearbox likes to bring what they have to PAX as well, and Gearbox, uh, uh, aliens, Colonial Marines aside, is well-known for Borderlands. (laughs) And uh, they did say they were talking about working on patches for Colonial Marines, but I think that ship has
0: kind of sailed in a way. I I think you just need to rely on the fans now. Uh, uh, I'm just going to throw this in. Computer mods and all? Yeah, I'm just gonna throw this in here. There was a really great article on uh, Sonic Retro about Colonial Marines, and they call it like a tactical uh, build. I, I have I looked this up because it's straight up hilarious to how they actually call it. But it's like it's a game for people who like fixing bad games.
4: Hmm.
0: <laughs> Interesting.
2: Look all the band aids in that game.
0: <laughs> I mean, and it, and it's it, it's really fun. To watch what they can do already. Hmm. I, I oh, wish no. I could say. I've seen Sonic
2: hacks from that community. Trust me.
1: Yeah. i oh, Try yeah. to
2: make some games a lot better.
1: Well, anyway, Gearbox bringing to packs. You know, Borderlands news, and I know, Super, you've been big on playing all the different Borderlands two DLCs. I. And
0: I so I have you see this I Psycho have pack it. here. You haven't. You haven't. I haven't have 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 because. I haven't played anything past the third DLC because I've been waiting somewhat patiently for the level cap increase because I don't want to go through these and like feel like I'm going nowhere as a character. Yeah. And so to see this level the level cap increase finally be announced and for it to come in like what four or five days? Yeah, April 2nd I think. Yeah. Yeah. For it to come then I am so Happy. That this is coming out.
1: Well, there's a lot of stuff. You have, you know, Krieg, the new playable character, who is a psycho bandit, you know, relies a lot on melee that's weapons. Cool. You do have the uh, level cap from 50 up to 61. You have a new game plus plus, which is another playthrough, yeah, even harder that. difficulty, which is that's pretty great. That's coming free of charge. Um, and then there was also this thing where Tiny Tina was talking about a Dungeons & Dragons mm-hmm. sort of DLC thing. Bunkers also, new level like of that. weapons. A whole lot of stuff for Borderlands. Yeah, Gerard, have you I- played Borderlands 2?
3: Borderlands 2 is one of my favorite games of last year. Uh, I've actually been putting off to play it 100% wise because I've been waiting for them to stop releasing DLC. Oh, um, <laughs> because yeah. uh, that's the thing is that people are like oh you should complete this game complete this game and that's generally how okay. I look at my 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 time scamps you know time scales of me playing games if it's new I don't really get to play it I'll buy it play it for a few hours at most but mm-hmm. I don't really get to really enjoy it until I put it up on the docket for the show so with borderlands 2 I'm kind of you know uh, I reviewed the first one on my show and I loved it because I got to play with uh so my best friends playing through it, and uh, I'm waiting to kind of do a reunion tour with those guys for Borderlands 2. Mm-hmm. And I can't do that if they haven't released all the DLC.
2: Because <laughs> yeah, if I do
3: beat that it, too, if I beat it, then someone will be like, "Oh, you didn't, you you didn't complete it because you it's it's not all out yet. So you got mm-hmm. you got to complete it again from the beginning because you're the completionist. Um, so. In time, in time when it's when it's officially all released, I will give it a shot. Yeah.
0: Unfortunately, the one thing I will say about Borderlands 2 so far is that there's no Nox DLC. If you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. There's, there's no DLC so far that really make draws me back into the game because I just want to play it. Uh. Mm-hmm. And the first two DLC, the second DLC is fantastic, but I haven't been drawn to play the game again. Because it's there. And I think it has something to do with the Nox DLC from the first game. Having, like, when you kill uh, Crimson shoulder, he will drop some sort of power boost. Like, defense speed and a def- and attack. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, that was really cool uh, to have that kind of thing in there. And to have, some, to have a DLC that doesn't really change the game much like that, it's mm-hmm. noticeable. Mm-hmm. And I did find the uh, the term I was looking for earlier for Aliens Colonial Marines. Oh, yeah? It's a tactical debugging action adventure. <laughs> so taking <laughs> a little bit of the Metal Gear route there. Yeah. It's uh, But yeah, this article that I did find, because we're talking about Gearbox, so I'm going to go ahead and go with it. But uh, it actually showcases the fact that a lot of the game is still broken. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, super bright and everything because all of, like, the light ma- mappings are broken on a right. lot of video cards because they're just not really used. They're not recognized by the game. So, like, they have a side-by-side comparison uh, right here on this article, which is Aliens Colonial Marines Polished Up by Fans. Side by side article of the fixed version for video cards and the unfixed version, and it's night and day difference
4: yeah, for at least really.
0: the tone of the game.
1: It was just amazing how they had that demo, and then it ended up being that. that. Yeah. Mm-mm. Well, you talk about that tactical better. adventure, and we
0: talked Metal were you, Gear. Were
2: trying to were you trying to? I, segue I was.
1: In? I was hoping
0: he was <laughs> trying, but then you broke it. <laughs> no, you. I, broke I, you I know. What about. Shh, I'm sliding the blame. Shh.
1: Metal Gear Solid 5 is official. Um, Granted, the internet kind of figured this out long ago, when the Phantom Pain debuted at the awards show that we don't really like to mention too often that's on Spike TV. The the Phantom Pain. And then we're like, well, if the Phantom Pain is a Metal Gear game, we have Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes, what is this? And so, Kojima presents Metal Gear Solid 5 The Phantom Pain at uh, GDC. Um, trailer's looking gorgeous.
0: Oh, yeah. Thanks for having the uh, balls to still go, It's a release and announcement! We totally pulled the wool over your eyes. Yeah. Right, guys? Yeah, they
3: kind of sucked their guns by not committing to unveiling it many moons ago and just kind of like, Oh, yeah, Moby, no, Moby Dick Studios is the one that's in charge of it. Like No mm-hmm. one's going to say anything. That was a clear farce, though, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Kojima
2: just loves screwing with people. He loves to troll.
3: Mm-hmm. He, also lo- he also loves food, according to his Twitter, because that's <laughs> oh all God, tweets. Yes, that he tweets. That dude does. just tweets food. It's like, we want news on Metal Gear Solid 5. Nope, here's a picture of a waffle.
0: Maybe he's like trying to show you all the new things you can eat, because Metal Gear Solid 3, you ate snakes and stuff. So, yeah.
4: <laughs> May- <I've>... May- <laughs> Maybe, maybe in the
0: middle the of the game, you can get yourself a waffle.
3: All the pictures of food is really just what's the fo- what's really just the Fox engine.
1: Yeah, you're <laughs> on the same wavelength here. I'm seeing the same thing. <laughs> oh, geez. so
2: so I'm really happy with how this is looking. And he's been talking about it a lot and passing on Twitter about just how he thinks this game's really taboo and game storytelling hasn't evolved to like really mature levels in some points. And he's gonna go there, and I'm like so happy with how like screwed up this looks mm-hmm. or it looks like it could be just after how gun shy he got after MGS2, I'm like, oh man, he's going back to artsy, crazy Kojima, thank God. <laughs> so excited. Some people are also getting really upset because David Hayter hasn't been called back. Right. To that I say, chill the hell out, because if you've played 4, you know Big Boss sounds different, and his voice has to change at some point. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I mean, it just has to happen.
0: Just do it, you know, Futurama style. Have an explosion happen, he'll just inhale some dust, and oh, look, your voice has changed.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'll miss David Hader as much as anyone else, but it's Kojima, he has a reason for everything. And if it ends up being something like, oh, he didn't want to pay David Hader the money yeah, no. or whatever, like, it's, no, it's, it's not. not. that's not his way. Well, there's
3: obviously, he, there is a reason behind it, and, and I feel like you know, they'll they'll introduce a character that David will voice, just not the headline character of, of Big Boss at this point. Mm. Um, yeah. Whether it's a new character, or if it's a, a version of Snake, you know, whatever it is, we'll, we'll be taken care of, but I feel like there's a reasoning for the madness, and, and hopefully that, uh, you know, I, I think that the outcry of Twitter and social media will kind of Kind of make yeah. Kojima and company realize we probably shouldn't have put so many, you know, eggs in the basket in regards to not using Solid Snake, not using David, not using H- David Hayter as the voice of Snake. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, so. it's also got a
1: got a question about. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Tony. Uh,
2: just yeah, they just need to chill out, in my opinion, because. Yeah. He's not just going to be like, oh, I'm not going to pay David. No, there's a reason for it, I promise. He's a smart dude.
1: we well, got to think about where this game is going to fit inside the Metal Gear chronology. And so apparently the Phantom Pain and Ground Zeroes are different things. Really? According to Kojima, he says yeah. that Ground Zeroes is a prologue to the events of Phantom Pain and according to the trailer, you know, Big Boss is in a coma for nine years, so it's presumed that the Ground Zeroes is, you know, which takes a little bit and plays a little bit after the events of Peace Walker. If something happens, coma for nine years, I give you Phantom Pain. So, um. Then
2: Metal Gear would be shortly after yeah, that, I believe. Yeah,
1: you gotta think, like, is this the game that's gonna be, you know, Les Enfants Terribles? And then, uh, you know, Metal Gear, kind of like maybe at the end of the game.
0: I just thought of David Hayter's voice coming out of a 13 year old. <laughs> <laughs> I am i haven't looked at the timeline I've
2: been meaning to, but I don't know if he gets uh, cloned during the coma or if there was, like, another event before, like, Peace Walker, I think, maybe. I, I forgot. I feel bad. It would kind of
1: make sense if he's cloned during the coma. Just, like, in an attempt to try to save him because they don't think he can be saved.
2: Yeah, I need to I don't know, it's speculation. I really need to sit and look at the timeline. Also, I'm going on a trailer, like... Lockdown. I'm not watching anymore because trailers are really crappy now with showing the whole movie and the whole game. MJS4 included showing that Ray and uh, Rex fight. You know how cool that would have been if we didn't know about that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, I had no idea what you're talking about until now, so apparently that's ruined for me.
2: No, you'll, you'll forget. Jordan, uh, yeah. have you played <laughs> all the Metal Gears? Hmm.
0: No, I haven't. I've only played
2: the first one. I might have to do something P.O. Box related for you.
3: <laughs> well, I've got I've got all of them, so.
2: You got the uh, HD there's a collection?
3: Of, there's, what's that?
2: You got the HD collection?
3: Uh, no, I have the, uh. Uh, many moons ago on the PS2, they released a box set that had Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have that, and then I bought Metal Gear Solid 4 when it came out just because I wanted to see the graphics on it. Um,. So and then I, I don't think I have Peace Walker, um, and I think that's the only portable one, right? Oh, mm-hmm. it's on the it's on the HD collection. Oh, it's on the for the PS3. So I'm sure I'll, I'll get around to it. You know, I I am going to be reviewing Metal Gear Solid One, uh, in the month of April. So that is come that is around the corner for the completionist. Um, hmm. it's, it's going to be really hard because there's going to be so many playthroughs I have to do. Um, but it'll be a fun time. Hopefully, I'm. It's I'm not like
2: like if you do the the Metal Gear Solid Two like substance with the VR missions, you'll be crying because I watched somebody do that and he, he had a lot of trouble. Those VR missions are really specific.
3: Mm. Yeah, Um I'm not ready, but I'll have to be. <laughs>
1: The other interesting thing, I think, with this game that was brought... I mean, obviously it looks gorgeous, yes, the Fox engine is looking very nice, but there was the story also that the CEO of Moby Dick Studios, etc., and then people at NeoGAF went and made the claim that they believed that Joaquin was rendered in the Fox engine, and thus would go all Uncanny Valley and everything. I don't know if I'd buy that one. But it wouldn't surprise me if Kojima, with his his trolling and everything, would do something like that. Oh, man. I don't know. It's so, it's so
2: at least satisfying to me, just seeing all this craziness again.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, also, at GDC, because that's still going, I think just a couple hours ago, they revealed this Infiltrator demo uh, for Unreal Engine 4. That's looking pretty nice. We'll link to that in our show notes if you want to take a look. Um. Yeah, it's pretty interesting when you know obviously we use RDL, but with these new consoles and new technology and they're uh, seeming to look back to more of a PC based architecture, and then you're kind of you know ratcheting up the technology. Uh, it's really interesting, kind of just the, the verge that we're on here in the game industry.
3: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what's gonna happen in the next uh, the next the next six to eighteen months are probably the most important months in the history of gaming at this point because we need to mm-hmm. see we need to see innovation meets price point meets uh, you know traditional gaming all in kind of one package um, and and we're not you know with the trends we've seen with these gaming companies we're not exactly sure what's going to happen I mean if you look or look at this year what's happened so far we've had uh, EA CEO step down last week Square Enix CEO step yep. down. Uh, THQ went out of business, and they sold all their IPs off.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, you know, uh, even even dot coms. You know, like Formspring are closing down. You know, because of the lack of, of of integration of of social media through gaming and through other sites. So it's just right now, a lot of companies are experiencing hardship because of of kind of lack of detail to attention, and especially for the gaming industry because gaming is becoming a big thing even though it's becoming popular and everyone's playing games again and it's becoming a thing everyone aren't no one's buying the games no one's going out and seeing the movies that you know inspire these stories no one's really exploring what they're trying to sell us and it's because we're smart it's cuz there's the internet it's cuz we have opinions and it's going to be really unfortunate when you know our favorite companies are are po- posting losses when they really shouldn't be. I mean, I I admit I was a Nintendo fanboy. I went out and I waited several hours for my Wii U. I don't hey, regret Phil, it. Now. I, well, I I still love my Wii U. I, th- I still think it's great. I've only I've only got two games though, which is, yeah. you know, at the fault it's their fault. I can't do anything about that. Um, I'm not
2: I'm not saying how do you feel for getting one because it is a good console. I mean, how do you feel waiting in line after they're so abundant now?
3: Um well, it was sold out for the first month around where I live, so I didn't really feel so dumb. Um, okay. <laughs> you know, I because I, I I worked at Best Buy when we when the UK when the original Wii came out and then we were sold out for a long time oh, yeah, and I it's... I always feel good about getting a console before anyone else does. It's just kind of like this, you know, camaraderie of owning your own system before everyone <laughs> else gets to, um, kind of join in. But in any case, uh, it's just it, I I as much as I love Nintendo, as much as I love Sony and, and Microsoft, um, I'm really Really nervous about the future of gaming, and I really want.
2: I am too you know, actually.
3: I mean, iOS gaming is like messing up a lot of um, of what companies are doing. They kind of look at iOS gaming and they're like, "How do we make it better? Um, how do we do what they're doing? How do we make money like they are?" And the reality is that it's they're only making money because non gamers are playing their games. Yeah, and you know, like. I, No offense to anyone listening to this. No offense to anyone who plays Farmville, but Farmville is not a game.
1: (laughs) It's a distraction mechanism.
3: It's – I don't care who you are. Farmville is not a game. You cannot consider that to be a game. And the fact that there's digital currency that comes out of spending real credit cards just goes to show that there are companies that are willing to invest the money to keep that kind of BS going. And that's the problem is that a lot of companies want that quick cash. They want to do what everyone else is doing because it secures the money in an easier way, and it would to create a Final Fantasy seven hD remake, which would take them fifteen years to do. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So I, I don't think know
1: gaming still also has to kind of hit its stride among you know the mass audience as its own kind of medium. I think you know too often you know people try to compare it to something else when it's kind of its own. Entity and I think a lot of people, you know, are still in the mentality that you know, games they're you know just a, a kids thing and they don't take it seriously even though you know all the money and the industry is just it's a giant now.
3: Yeah, I mean that that's the that's the dumb thing is that people are like, oh, video games. You know, when we were kids, it was like, what's a video game? And then as we got older, it's like, oh, video games are for kids. And then it turn into, oh, video games are exclusively for ten year old boys, twelve year old boys. Then it became oh, there's now suddenly a big outcry of, of of nerd culture and and, you know, comic books is a cool thing and, and and movies based on comic books are are a cool thing and movies based on games are a cool thing. And now it's like if you look at the analytics, there's about roughly I'm just kinda of throwing it out there, forty six percent of gamers are female.
4: Like that's really? a
3: big yep. that's a big number. Forty six percent. Like we're no longer in the generation of, of, you know, us just sitting around with a bunch of dudes. Like, girls play games. Are they attractive? Are they pretty? It doesn't matter. It, that's not, it, the, the point is is that the other genders are getting involved. It's becoming a popular meme. And these companies are are just trying to keep up with the forever-changing pace of what, you know, you know... Is becoming you know the gaming industry, and that's the thing is that they just they're trying to outdo themselves before they outdo themselves, which is what's kind of messing things up. I mean, mm-hmm. imagine, I don't know about you guys, but when when I O six or sorry, when Final Fantasy All the Bravest was was announced,
4: oh yeah,
3: um, mm-hmm. all of us were like super stoked because we saw the counter on Square Enix's website. We were all excited to see what it was, and then the minute like. Two seconds in, we saw it was an iOS game. Everyone flipped. Like, that was it. Like, we had a chance of getting a new Final Fantasy, a new story, a new adventure, but instead, we were given a automatic ATB gauge game that involved Final Fantasy characters that we all already knew and grew to love, but we had to pay money to unlock and use them while we played the game. Which is dumb. So...
2: It is like they need to evolve somewhat, but they just keep doing really stupid things. Like, uh, Capcom said they wanted Resident Evil Six to make uh Call of Duty sales, and they were disappointed. And I'm like, why would you? You have this fan base that wants this, like horror survival like gameplay, and you're just like, nah, we want Call of Duty sales, and it's like, no,
1: <laughs> stop it. Yeah, Square Enix also has just a bad tracker with that in general, with the the counter oh, and everything, yeah, because uh, World Ends with You. And they had that counter, and everyone's like, "Sequel, sequel! Oh, iOS, oh, iOS port." And I, I don't, I don't care.
3: Exactly, and they keep doing that. That's the problem. They keep, you know, it's not just Square. You know, it's it's all these companies. They're trying to, they're using viral marketing to get nostalgia rushing in everyone's head, and then boom, they drop this bombshell of announcement, which, like, like for instance, uh, stupid Blizzard last week with with. Uh, their card game announcement at PAX. Oh, yeah. They announced to everyone, we're gonna announce a brand new IP, a brand new type of game. It's gonna be exciting. They get in there. It's a spin-off of the World of Warcraft. It's a free card game.
1: I think everyone was thinking like Titan, that game that you know they've been supposedly yeah. working on for a while. And yeah, yeah
3: nope. I mean, it's just like come on, we were so close to getting a new game, and then you did this, and it's like come on. So, I, mean, I, I mean, like when 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 they announced <laughs> that that uh the PS4 was going to have Diablo 3.
1: Yeah. Uh. I
3: was watching that conference and I turned to Greg and I was like, dude, what if this is StarCraft Ghost? Like, what if what if, what if they brought it back? Like, what, if, <laughs> what if this is it? This, this was the, this was the one thing they could have done to like, just basically shat, uh, excuse my language, shat all oh, over uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, to Microsoft and, and and any kind of like, you know, one-upmanship and it's like Diablo 3 and all of us were like, okay, great, well,
1: it's a good thing cool. we've all
3: played Diablo three before, I guess. Did
2: you like did you like the Squaresoft guy coming out and being long winded for two minutes overly and saying that they were <laughs> developing a new Final Fantasy game for the PS4 and then he's like Cv three and it's like okay.
3: So you came out to show Thanks, us dude. a trailer that we've already seen for a game we know nothing about, followed up with I new Final Fantasy game is coming. <laughs> It's like, yeah, no, it's like saying games are, are being developed. Like, <laughs> spoiler alert, Square Enix making games. What? Wow. Blasphemy. I had no clue they made games, because I didn't think that was going to be a thing. I got the with Capcom games. Games.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh,
2: jeez. But yeah, that really, like, if they announce, like, 7, God forbid, or just, like, 14 as, like, a new adventure on PS4, You're like, exclusively Something. to... Oh yeah. Yeah, God, I don't even remember like <laughs> you don't want like to remember 11, 14. <laughs> 11 and 14 don't exist in my head. Uh but if they were to announce a new game like exclusively for PS4, that would help a lot.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, they they keep saying that, you know, they're going to re- remake 7 when they've when they've kind of figured out how to make it and make a better story and a better adventure. But I think if 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 Square's going to invest all this money and time into a sinking ship, they need to invest this money and time into a sinking ship with something that's going to make sense. Like a game, like Final Fantasy VII redone. Um, you know, you don't show off the PS3 and then show off the intro of, of Final Fantasy VII and expect no one to freak out. Mm-hmm. Like, remember when they announced the PS3? It was like, look at this tech demo. And they showed the opening scene from Final <sighs> Fantasy VII and everyone like, had a freaking heart attack when they saw it. That alone, right. you could you could have said that was that was a game coming out. I never would have been like, yeah, I'll do that.
2: They could have charged eighty bucks for that game.
3: Yeah, like could
2: have. Like, no everyone everyone,
3: everyone would have bought it. it
2: that, that really gets me with with their like financial crisis and this just like just do that, guys. Just God.
0: I like <laughs> uh, that
2: that final hallway thirteen two video that you were in with John. Oh man, where <laughs> John just comments on a. Uh, because they don't, they don't know what to do with the money anymore. It's, it's 90s money.
3: It's, yeah, all the 90s money, it's right.
2: Yeah, yeah, it does seem like that. And I like also that they announced uh, 10 HD, which not, not as many people want it, but it's still like, oh, okay, that's cool. It goes off the radar for like two years, and then they're like, oh, we've been doing 10 too, and it's like, great.
4: <laughs>
1: that's can, what we wanted. Can someone explain how the hell you bundle those two games on PS3 and then sell them separately on Vita?
4: Um, uh
3: it might be it might be a matter of um it could be a couple of things it it could be a matter of uh production costs on the vita cost them a lot more than they anticipated Mm -hmm. so they probably want to make money through vita sales um but like all things with playstation plus it'll eventually go go free and then you'll have it
1: right No, that's pretty true (laughs) i just think like maybe if there's not enough space on the card then just sell two cards I don't know. It, it's strange. The game industry is in a kind of weird place right now, but it's a bit, a bit inspiring to see some of the, uh, the crowdsourcing, I think. And, you know, that definitely the case with the Indiegogo campaign for Skullgirls. Uh, they were talking about, you know, doing some downloadable content for the game and they broke down how expensive it is, you know, the game development costs, which is, it's pretty astounding when you consider all the, the manpower and everything involved. Um, so they were shooting for hundred fifty thousand dollars in about a month long campaign or so. The total ended and they got eight hundred twenty nine thousand dollars or eight hundred twenty nine thousand eight hundred twenty nine dollars they they did cover their bases pretty well. I, uh, pretty astounding what they added overall.
0: I heard that like there was one super awesome thing that happened like any contacted them. Mm-hmm. and asked them if they wanted to extend their deadline so they could be the first million-dollar project on Indiegogo, and they declined.
1: Good for them. they wanted to
0: get started on the game with the money they got and fulfill their promises.
1: Ah, yeah. Great for them. I mean, they even said, like, it might be coming off as of seeing a bit greedy to try to get that sort of notoriety just to, you know, take more money. No, I mean they they are already, you know, very, you know, amazed with the the support they've gotten and they they've really they're really putting out a lot here. Uh, the first character was Squiggly yep. and then the second character Big Band. Those were already in place, but now you have two more characters that fans get to vote on. Uh, another character Robo Fortune which was kind of shown in this uh, video that they made and it kind of took off with the community. You have you know story modes for all these different characters. You have stages and all these different voice packs. So either for the characters or for the announcers, uh, it's a lot of stuff that's just going to be bundled in as DLC. Uh, it's, it's I think it's just one of the feel good stories in general, uh, especially when you consider that Skullgirls was involved with the uh, cancer, the breast yeah. cancer donation for Evo recently. Uh, and they, you know, really had a good race there with Super Smash Brothers Melee, which Melee ultimately ended up winning. But it's it's good to see that community still thriving to be so generous and trying to support this game, which really has a lot of good intentions behind it. They only do this because uh, their uh, production, not the production company, the publishers, uh, they weren't about to fork over the money for DLC. So they like, will just do it ourselves and help our community. It's it's just great to see. Hmm.
2: That game's hard, by the way. I can't do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty hard. I mean, it helps that they did put out the command list. Uh, you know, a couple months later, that does help. I don't know. I-, I wanted to bring it up because I ended up, you know, backing it um, for like. That was seat. down to
2: the wire, too.
1: It was, but then again, I was on vacation, so there you go. No,
2: I mean, like the goal, like with the time expiration,
1: was like down to the wire. What? Mm-hmm. Not really, because their goal was 150,000, and they just it was? skyrocketed past it. Yeah, they they kept setting new goals for themselves to try oh, to okay, okay, okay. you know add new things. But no, I they thought that was like a limit. I don't know. That, I mean, they they made a lot of money, and they're gonna you know put it towards you know good things for the community because it's it's a passionate fan base for sure.
3: Yeah. I, don't. I actually know the animator personally of who's gonna be animating the sprites for for some of those characters for oh, Skullgirls. Cool. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm I'm really excited to see. I contributed some some money to that uh to that uh the funding they did, so
1: Mhm. Yeah, it's it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, how it ends up, you know. We'll, I will keep you posted on when they release it and how it's received and all that stuff. Mhm. You get to the hilarity of the week, though. This is you know a story that we pick for just being funny, sad, depressing, all sorts of things. And we talked about this a couple weeks ago, a little bit. But oh could you believe it? It's developed even further yes, since then. Obviously it's the big uh, EA, Maxis, SimCity debacle. And I'm still amazed that they're advertising this on TV still. Really? You, you no, turn know. on Comedy Central sometimes, no. you get one of the the main characters from that workaholics show, and uh, I get
2: one on wrestling every so often too, and I'm like,
1: what?
0: <laughs> Whatever happened to Mr. Wright? Or was it, Doctor Wright?
1: Doctor Wright.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah, that guy was. That was the smash. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the most recent development out of all of this is that people actually have kind of unearthed that. Yeah, it's it's pretty obvious now that the game does not need online in order to run with the game functions and all that because, hmm, in the debug mode it can you know, run for as long as possible offline. Well, instead they break into the code, they actually see lines of code that specifically limit the time that can be played offline. That's not a good sign, and it's you know just showing that it's it's a piracy measure that has kind of been deceptively advertised, marketed, and then just doesn't work on launch. It's, it's a big debacle so far this year for the game industry, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's a little late now, but, you know, getting your hands on SimCity right now. If you had it by March 25th, you could have gotten, like, one of eight free games... And mm-hmm. I, I kind of laugh, because you see Battlefield 3, Dead Space 3, Mass Effect 3, Medal of Honor Warfighter, Need for Speed Most Wanted. Or you can get a free copy of Bejeweled 3, or Plants vs. Zombies, or SimCity 4 Deluxe Edition.
1: That's something, isn't it? Here, our new game didn't work. Have our older, game. actually functioning, better offline game. I'm your your I, I gotta ask, what you make of this whole situation? It's it's been a big news story for the past month or so.
3: Um, you know, I, I honestly feel bad for EA. I, don't. I as a company, it it doesn't it doesn't. I, I know that everyone is mad at the fact that yes, there are things like microtransactions and always online DRM and and all these things, but the reality of it, I talked about it a little earlier, is that these companies need to find a way to make money that is miscule enough to keep them all afloat because these companies at one point were very small. Then they became bigger and bigger and bigger. And now they're so massive that in order to sustain their size, they need to keep making numbers and making money or else they let people go. And if, you know, I understand why people would rage if they buy a game and it breaks and everyone gets upset. Of course they should be upset. Of course they should rage and give a horrible review about it. I understand that completely, but at the end of the day, like we have to realize that this is an American-based company that's creating an American-based product, and because everyone hates these games, thousands of people are going to lose their jobs because some idiot at the very top made a, bad, a poor decision. Um, so
0: I, I don't. So I, So what you're saying is, I, I you don't feel bad for EA. You feel for the bad for the people who work for EA.
3: Yes, as a company, I mean it's it's saying the same thing in a way, but yeah, I understand. That's you know, I, I do feel bad for those employees that work for EA that spent countless months on on the on working on SimCity, right. and uh, because the internet is so vicious, you know, they're they're going to say all these horrible things, and and they're going to get the game poor reviews, and no one's going to buy the game, or people are going to buy the game maybe just to have the the fun. You know, insanity. I mean, when Diablo three came out, Error forty seven was the big yep. thing, right? Um, but that didn't stop anyone from buying the game and playing it. Ironically enough, everyone still bought the game on launch. Everyone kept trying to play the game. The first three days, the servers were messed up. They figured out how to fix it, and they fixed it, and it was up and good to go. Um, whereas with with SimCity, I think it's a lot more of a colossal scale because um, of, of the fact that it's you know, it's SimCity. It has a pretty big following to it, and and the DRM stuff just kept going on for more than just a couple days. It went on for several weeks. Um, so, I, you know, I, I feel bad. I, I honestly I want a company like EA to do well because that means that we're going to get more games from EA. Um, you know, because of the poor sales of Dead Space 3, we may not see a Dead Space 4. Right. Um, you know, and, and that's kind of, you know, it goes back to the whole thing of if we don't, you know, that's why I, I'm, I don't review new games that often because uh, when I do review a new game, I, it's a game that I know is going to be good versus a game that's going to suck because I do it's it's scary to think about this, but I, as an as a internet personality, I, at the end of the day, have the ability to tell 80,000 people, do not buy this game. And if I do that, then you know, 80,000 people may seem small, but if if you know that actually ends up becoming big, when you're someone like Total Biscuit or Jesse Cox, when you've got mm-hmm. half a million to a million subscribers who are anxiously waiting to hear your thoughts and opinions on the game, because if you say don't buy this game, and they really enjoy who you are as a person, they're going to listen to you and not buy this game, and and that in you know in retrospective things um, can mess things up tr- dramatically for a company.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: So I mean that's why you know when. I don't know if you guys remember, but during uh, when when you know EA had had paid a bunch of YouTubers to review uh, Dead Space Three, yep. the the mm. demo, when yeah. it came out a few, uh, um, when that came out a few weeks ago uh, or a few months ago. Uh, we all got asked to review it, and I was asked to review um, the the PlayStation Three version, whereas everyone else did the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty version. And I had a, I had an advantage because. Um, I was at advantage-disadvantage. I was at advantage because everyone did the 360 version right away. But I was at disadvantage because no one was going to watch my video. Because a week later, I come out with a with a demo review. Everyone's already seen uh, everyone else's demo review. So mine basically became obsolete. But one thing I took away from it was that I was able to look at the game in a different light than everyone else was. Because everyone was so cynical about how Dead Space 3 was going to suck and how it wasn't going to hold up to, you know, the original. Mind you, you know it's bad when the company is like, "We're going to pay you several thousand dollars to review um a uh, a demo for a game" and then you play the game and you're like, yeah, this game sucks. It's like, no, the company. You just took money from the company to say good things yep. about the game, yep. and yet you took money and you said bad things about the game. That's not very kosher. That doesn't. That seems. You're not like, gonna get asked granted, again. Granted, I get you know, exactly, exactly. Which I mean, and that's the thing is that when I when I did mine, I looked at it and I said there are some flaws with the game. It's not. It's not. You, if there are flaws, you have to talk about the flaws. No right. What? Um, yeah. It's simple, but if if, if company is saying, "Please help us out. We want to create buzz about this game," you take the check from them willingly, and, and you're being paid to do it. You know you have to kind of. It's not like we want to do paid reviews, but you're expected to kind of hold up your end of the bargain of of talking about, of reviewing the game generally. And if you are shitting all over the game, you're not really fairly reviewing it. You're just using your negative energy and shitting on what these developers have been working on for so long
1: yeah, it's so long. the same kind of thing that when you get you know review copies in advance right. like you're trying to build that relationship with their PR department and just by you know steamrolling it basically you're
0: you're going to break that relationship what i relationship gather is like there. you're you're asking for <laughs> honest reviews that talk about not only the bad but the good of the game and so many people focus exactly. so much you're, on the bad you're being
3: paid Exactly. You're being paid to objectively look at everything that's good and bad about the game. If you choose to ignore one or the other because you're a fanboy, because you hate the company, because of, of previous, ven- you know, then you're not fairly reviewing the game. You need to actually, that's why I love my show, because I look at everything. There's no st- no stone unturned on my you show. And and, if- exactly. <laughs> and and if Exactly. And and if I do it, you know, shame on me for not talking about it if, if it's, it's not the case. But anyways, my point is is that you know, when I did my review of, of the demo, I was able to look at it from so many different perspectives because everyone focused on everything that was bad. And that's why when Dead Space came out, I bought it because I was able to look at what everyone said was bad about it. And I found so much mm-hmm, good. Mm-hmm. The fact that when you play with two player, the environment gets more dark and gets more, uh, you can't see really? much. Like, that's awesome. It entices you as the player to play with a friend so you're scared more with someone next to you. That's fantastic.
0: Right, um, um, I'm, I'm going to cut you in here because what most people on this show have heard, they heard my review of this. And what okay. I said was I loved that game. I enjoyed that game mm-hmm. as a single-player experience, but I will not buy it. Because I will not buy it because I started off with renting it. And this is how I do a lot of my games. I originally rented uh, Halo Reach, and I, I, I do a lot of games where I rent. But if I enjoy it, I will buy it. I love Dead Space 3, but there's something they did with the game needs to be experienced in co-op. I feel. Now it sounds like, it sounds like yeah. you really did play the co-op, and the co-op is not available unless I pay the extra ten dollars. For me, I
3: all right, that is yeah. kind
0: of messy. I, I mentioned this on the show a long time ago. I was a big fan of the ten dollar project because I thought to myself, you know, to play the online multiplayer, and you buy it used, throw down the ten dollars. I saw no problem with it. But to play the single-player experience, to have that part of the game not available to you because you couldn't throw down... Because you need to pay ten extra dollars to play with a friend, to experience the game, to experience the story, to understand what is going on through these characters' heads, I took major issue with that, and I refused to buy the game because of it.
3: Well, DR, DRN is a whole other a whole other issue aside from what I was referring to, because... The whole thing of having
0: an online pass is kind of well, up. yeah. But I feel um, like this is a this is almost the same. I- this is a very closely related issue, though. It's because there is that online component to it that you have to have this connection. To show them.
2: Thing yeah. is that the game you get it, it's most of the experience, right. and that you have to pay ten extra dollars for is yeah, kind of. Bad. A, I
0: rent,
1: and you can't do it locally.
0: Yeah, if yeah. I could. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest with you. If I could have played that co-op online, I don't. I didn't have a friend who was playing Dead Space Three at the time. All right. So, but having the option, having going into the co-op campaign and having the option, like even to join just a random person, maybe, because that would have actually probably ha- heightened the experience. Because the characters of Isaac, been all you know, like, Well, the characters of Isaac Clark and John Carver, they don't know each other. They don't have to like each other, but they have to work together. So being able to join a random game would have been a cool option, just to have the option there. But to know that I was not allowed that because I wanted to test the game's waters first, just like, hey, I I just want to play this game. I went through the story. I loved it. I really do like that game. And if you're a big fan of the franchise, you could buy it, sure. But for me and me myself, I'm not going to buy it. I'm not even going to buy the DLC for it. Or anything like that, I'll just read it on Wikipedia, and I'll go play Dead Space Four if it ever comes out. I find it is a very good game. I also find that EA, that one guy at the top, or something like that, they broke that experience for me. They took away something that I wanted to do. So that's why I want yeah, to... no,
3: I I, I I understand that, and that's totally. That's like,
0: that,
3: I get that entirely. Yeah. Um, I think the main. The, the the big issue though is I guess what I meant to say.
0: Um, I might have been misreading, misreading you, so sorry that I.
3: Went. No 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 at all no 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 you're right. Um, I think the the big issue, but I think the the bigger issue that we need to talk about before that was the is, reviewing. Is not as well the reviewing is what I was right. talking about earlier. But what I, what I mean to say, if we're going to talk about online passes and whatnot, that's something that the gaming industry as a whole needs to figure out, not just mm-hmm. EA. Um, oh yeah. I mean, you know, it, that's why GameStop is kind of like the giants they are because they're cutting out the middleman of, of, of the developer and and boom, taking the money and and trading it. And I mean, there is nothing, there's nothing worse than going to GameStop, buying a sixty dollar game, coming home, completely destroying the game, going back, trading it back to GameStop, and they give you ten dollars for the game. Mm-hmm. You go home, home upset. GameStop throws it on their shelves. For fifty uh, four oh, yeah. ninety-five oh, yeah. and you're sit, you're you're forced to sit there. You, the gamer, are upset. The gaming company's upset because they don't make any money, and then you're kind of sit in the mi- you're stuck in the middle, and that's why things like renting, that's why they do that because you have to understand that they ha- they need to make money somehow, mm-hmm. and that's their way of making money. And I get it, it's not the, that's not the best yeah. way. If I was ro- if I was doing it, I would say online co-op play. That's cool. If you're doing anything competitive like, you know, one v one or team battles, things like that, that's where I would but say an online pass next, is, is viable.
0: The same but if you're doing All a right.
3: cooperative yeah, if you're doing a cooperative story based experience and you're doing it with yeah, with on. someone else, it, it's it's a part of the linear story. That's okay. That should be included. But if you're doing competitive co- you know, Black Ops Two online multiplayer right. stuff, that's where online passes need to be a thing. Because mm-hmm. People game. Yeah, I was that. Just,
0: just just a fan. Yeah, yeah, Catwoman was another thing, but I was so much more increasingly upset because halfway through the game, or actually, when I just beat the game, this happened a couple times where I got to a point. It's like, hey, if you have a friend join and do this optional co-op mission, I'm like, oh, optional. Um, but, you can. but I went through <laughs> the achievement list, and all the optional missions deal with the John Carver character. And confronting the demons of his past, so I'm just like this character. He can't complete it, Gerard. It's like I, 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 I can't. I there's part of the story. There's this character that I went on record on this on our sister show. What are you playing? I went on record saying I hate this character of John Carver. I know nothing of him. He's kind of a dick. And to know that these optional <laughs> optional missions are out there that like me understand the character. And get behind the character, and I'm not allowed to do that. So the entire experience is taken away from me. I'm not happy about that.
2: I would have played it with you too, and I would have like screamed my head off, and you would have amu- been endlessly amused by it. It would yeah, be a good I know. time.
0: And you know, that's another thing. It's just I don't. I, I'm just taking a stand. It's like that's why I'm kind of not buying Mass Effect trilogy. I liked the games, but you know, I want to. I, I don't want to give EA my money anymore. Because that thing happened, they took away the core experience of the game that I would have easily bought. Because some guy up there just said, "Well, we're gonna take that away from them," mm. and that's what I that's and that's you, what I feel is something that's going on here with SimCity. There's some guy at the top who says we're gonna take it away from them because of
2: reasons. Uh, I want to end this uh, little segment by saying that Zero Punctuation did a really good video on uh, SimCity that you all should go watch. Just pointed out, yeah. beyond all that, that the game's just not as good as, like, 4. And he's like, well, was this a sequel for, pretty much?
1: There's also on, on Reddit, on the gaming, uh, you know, subreddit, I think they had a couple EA employees kind of write almost open letters, or, you know, they took pictures of letters that was involved with the uh, communication with upper management. And even the EA employees, which, you know, Gerard was talking about, you know, at least support them.
2: It's not their fault. Them.
1: Uh, you know, yeah. Even they were saying, like, come on, guys, you need to make better decisions here. We, you know, we talk about it's the customer-first experience, and then you're doing things that are completely against these morals that you try to drill in our heads at our workplace every single day. I wish so. I could give
0: money to the developers, but you know, I'd have, if I give them my money, a lot of it's going to the publisher, and I don't want to give EA my money. I want to give uh, Visceral Games, I believe it was, my money. Yep. Interesting. Well, we've got
1: about half an hour left in the show, and we've got a lot to do. I think we need to run through some of these things here. In our story pool, we've got some extra stories. So, you know, a Wii U game that finally uses the near field communication on the controller. It's the new Pokemon Rumble game. Except they call it Pokemon Scramble. U. Oh dear. <laughs> Yay. Um, this is something that you know the Pokemon toys like would be a brilliant idea, but I don't know if this franchise or this you know spinoff of Pokemon games is what should have been capitalized on. Just so many other options, I think. Mm. Um, Let's see. Also, the leaked Star Wars game, as the supposed predecessor to Battlefront 3, the Star Wars first Assaults, would have been Xbox Live and PSN uh, first-person shooter. And they were, you know, talked about some info about it, but uh, LucasArts is basically thinking that if this sells well, when it eventually comes out or is officially announced, etc., um, then that might you know, pave the way for Battlefront 3. Uh, really interesting stuff there. And then Tony, you were talking about uh, Kingdom Hearts stuff with the HD One and a Half Remix. And that, that's, your, that's your cue to during pick a, up on that. Yeah. yeah
2: I gotcha. Uh, during our little two-week hiatus, four week, I don't even remember. Uh, we just it came out in Japan, and we found out some more about it. Uh, they, me and Yoko were discovered last night that they redid all the music the actual instruments and I looked up gameplay footage and the music is different and it sounds really cool
4: you'd
1: think they'd do that for more HD remakes I don't know I'd, I would like to see that as opposed to just everything's updated the visuals the you know, everything but the music just for the nostalgia's sake we're gonna keep it maybe at least have it as an option I don't know and then also there's the the trophy list, which has some just you know ridiculous uh, you know, things to do.
2: Ah, this internet.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're having a rough time with that. There, I'm talking about the uh, the trophy list, achievement list here. Not achievement, because it's PlayStation only. Gerard trophy, did yeah.
3: would would have got him trophies. <laughs> That's why I reviewed the game before those games came out, because then they have to get all the achievements.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. it's it it's like pretty much do it's like level 100 it's all that crap you probably did that people would like just get all the items and maybe not synthesize everything but you just go the extra mile and then now it's like you get trophies and then there's some stupid ones like Sephiroth is a bronze trophy cause mm. you know that, that's good and uh, there's really there's two stupid ones where it's beat it really like in 14 hours or something and uh then there's one where you don't change your equipment which is infuriating for an RPG. I don't know why that's there.
1: That's ridiculous. Huh. Well yeah, I mean there's there's all that. Uh out recently the games that have come out in the in the past couple weeks. You know, last uh, two weeks two weeks ago we just kinda had a chill episode, not too much about games. So holy cow, yeah. March was a hell of a month. For game releases. Uh, you can see the list on our, our show page there, but do any of these uh, jump out to anyone you want to talk about?
0: Uh, Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon.
1: Okay, yeah, you got a 3DS. Yes,
0: I picked it up yesterday, and I immediately plugged in Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon as soon as I could. Apparently you're not allowed to do it while driving, but uh, I played it, and immediately turned the 3D effect all the way up to high. All the way up. And it was awesome. Yeah, oh, I don't. Nice.
1: I was gonna say like I almost thought you were gonna have like a really no, bad experience with the no, 3D. No. Um.
0: I learned a while ago when just one of the exhibit like you see the 3D as around and you turn the slider up and down. You're going like, go, oh, that's cool. I learned pretty fast that my eyes can take the 3D effect. So nice. Like. I can have it for long periods of time. No eye strain whatsoever. Uh, When I first did it, I had a little eye strain because it was all new to me. But when I opened it up a second time after playing a lot of Project M, I realized that it was no big deal. And I played it for another hour or so. But uh, it was fun. So so
1: I've heard some interesting things about its game design and how... Yet it can't apparently create checkpoints in this day and age, and I guess it you know might make it more difficult, more of a retro kind of design. But like if you're going through a mansion and it's like 20 minutes, you then you hit a mini boss and you die, well you have to play like those that time
0: all over again. I don't. I I'm actually happy with that. I haven't died myself, but that makes me actually really happy. I would love some challenge back in video games again. I I I like checkpoints. Don't get me wrong. But something I heard way back in the day about, like, Lost Planet 2 was that it had very few checkpoints. And I'm like, I really want to play that now. I didn't want to before, but I want to now. Because I I miss... I grew up with old-school Nintendo. That ain't checkpoint Mm -hmm. territory, unless you're playing, like, Castlevania or something. But, like, that ain't... That isn't checkpoints. That's just, like, you get through this game on your... On this life, on this game, on this continue, if you have continues... Or you're done. You start over from the start. So having missions available that you have to complete on a single life, that makes me happy. And if I die... Yeah, but then again, not, not everyone has time to just you know, play for that extended yeah, period of time. Yeah, but I feel like... I, okay, I've already gotten through a couple missions on this already. It teaches you really well. It teaches you very well. So, huh? Tony, you wanted to say something, or did you sneeze? No, oh, I I think he's he's still trying to get back on the call because his internet is derping oh, today. All right. But uh yeah, as far as these things go, just the way Luigi's mention is, and it's taught me is, if you die, it's not so much. I mean, it's your fault, but it's because you weren't learning. Like any mm. enemy, you should probably only get hit by. A, maybe one or two times or if it gets really really crazy or anything like that. But all the new stuff in there, I'm already learning like really cool things you can do with like the strobe light and hmm. the vacuum combos and pressing the buttons to look around. That's all really cool. So, the fact that there's no checkpoint system, but the missions are only like what, 20 minutes? So you die then at the end of the mission. Sorry, but you know, put the game down, go do something else, come back later, pick it up again. You now have all the experience up to that point. So, throw it down another... Probably going to be less time because you've already figured it out. So when you get back up there, you beat it. I mean, mm. it, it's just literally a, a lesson of learning as you go. I mean, the game isn't...
2: Uh, the game when... isn't
0: stressed for hearts. Uh, for getting their life back. All you need to do is, like... There's, like, mice and stuff like that everywhere. And so if you strobe light a mice or a spider or these smaller enemies that don't have hearts, more than half the time they'll drop, like, hearts for you if you have if you aren't at full health. Or money. Or money which is great. I love money.
2: Yeah, use flashlight on the animals. That took me a while to figure out. And it yeah, does I, d-
0: I didn't realize it until after I entered three golden spiders and just sucked them up with a vacuum and thought nothing of it. And then I saw a golden mouse and I strobed it and I'm like, oh, they turned into, oh, I screwed up.
2: That Yeah, that screws you up, because in Luigi's Mansion 1, you just sucked them up, and you got money. what what,
0: you know, they're doing something different.
2: Yeah. But they don't really... It doesn't teach you. Like, I was really surprised it wasn't like, this button does this for everything. Mm -hmm. It was just like, there's your controls, do it. And I'm like, alright, cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, all it takes, like, roughly two minutes to figure it out, so it's no big deal! I mean, I I really... This is one of those games where... Or games. Yeah, it's one of these things like... I believe everyone here has seen Egoraptor Raptor sequelitis of Mega Man. Press buttons! Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Just press buttons! Though so he doesn't practically know, do that man, in, uh, in game of a game console. He really nice. doesn't. You see Wario World? Oh, so they get like
2: stuck on. Know,
0: oh my god. I'm <laughs> watching that. It, it's difficult. I've never played Wario World, by the way. But I'm figuring things out as they're playing. And also that one uh, something cubicle, like kitty cubicle. I figured something out, out in that that they never did in the entire video. It would have saved them some time, so I'm not sure what to think about all that. About all that. But it's one of those things. Press buttons. Learn things. And mm-hmm. it took me no time at all to learn, like, press what? press, uh, I don't want to say Y, X to look up. Press B to look down. So there's half your puzzles, mm-hmm. like, half done for you all there. Look at the ceiling all the time. Press B to do your strobe light, and press R to suck in. That's basically all you need. I haven't figured out what Y does yet. <laughs> I imagine something's mm. going to happen later on because there's these uh giant spider. Oh yeah, right? you yeah. get something. So and and I'm gonna be honest with you, I kind of gushed and ha- gushed happily over the fact that the D-pad doesn't have any real option in this game, but it makes you Luigi just call out. He goes, hmm. Another little just little just little touches like that. Okay, we don't have any use for the D pad. Okay. Well let's make Luigi like, do the shouts for they did it from the first game. Mario Mario.
1: That's great. Uh Gerard, any games that catch your eye either that you have played in your spare time or that you want to play? I know it's you know, tough when you're having only so much time and you're doing your show, but it's it's been a big month for releases.
3: You know, the only game I've really even remotely taken a look at and started playing was uh StarCraft II Heart of the Swarm. Mm. I'm a big RTS guy, at least I was back in the day, and uh that's kind of the only game I've really been playing, at least trying to play as much as I can of. I, I, I wish I had more time to play more, Um but that's kind of the only one. I'm I'm kind of ignoring uh all the other ones just because they will at once at some point be cheaper for me to purchase. Games like Tomb Raider, uh Gears of War, uh, Monster Hunter three Ultimate, which I've heard, nothing but fantastic things about it. Um so those games, as much as I want to play them, I financially can't really afford to buy new games all the time, so right. Those games, I can wait. Um, I I did pre-order God of War Ascension, but I canceled my pre-order when I saw the reviews of it because everyone was saying it just wasn't as good as the rest of the God of War games. And ironically enough, my PS3 broke, and I bought the God of War PS3, so I have it now. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But in Bioshock, Bioshock and I have kind of a love-hate thing because I've bought all three Bioshocks at day of launch collector's edition and all like super expensive stuff and i ended up not playing them because i didn't have the time to so bioshock infinite's the one game that i'm going to wait for when it's 20 bucks and then i'll pick it up yeah
4: Yeah.
1: i got bioshock infinite uh with the there's an amazon deal where you got like all the steam perks which was you know the original bioshock uh xcom enemy unknown for free basically i had some team fortress 2 hats but Amazon was also doing a deal like you get, you know, 30 bucks towards 2K games. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, Borderlands 2 season pass. Got it. All right. Um, I started Bioshock Infinite just the first hour or so. Looking forward to playing more of it. Atmosphere is great. Looking forward to giving more of that a try.
2: It's a much more interesting setting, I think.
1: Yeah. I I almost think that.
2: A hundred times so because we didn't, like, enjoy that Mm -hmm. game as much but yeah. i
1: really think this one's cool well like the religious theming is really interesting Ooh. so far and mm. what they're doing with that so that's is very interesting uh i played and beat tomb raider uh very unt- i'm sorry i keep
2: dropping by the way
1: oh yeah that's yeah. okay i mean it's technical difficulties on this show we, i got 30 we megs a
2: second and
1: And there he goes eh. and he goes <laughs> <laughs> perfect uh uh tomb raider uh, uncharted very similar but does some things better uh you know more interesting character the game looks gorgeous at times for sure although they do some things like hunt animals and then it's really not necessary Mm. and then there's the thing that's pointed out in a lot of reviews that you know it's a big deal for lara to kill like the first person but then you're killing guys left and right and then it's like oh no problem it's all a matter of survival right yep so I had kind of a logical disconnect there it was
0: interesting at least but fun game you um, know took about 10 to 12 hours. I almost picked up a video card a couple days ago but the reason I'm bringing this up is because if I had picked this up, it also came with the promo code for both Tomb Raider Tomb Raider and BioShock Infinite. Ah wow yeah. that's it was good. about hundred ninety seven dollars for the for the card itself but since you know I'm building my computer these days, I almost went for it. And then all of a sudden I came home with a 3DS XL. Hmm.
3: <laughs> Funny how that works. Yeah. Huh?
0: Uh, yeah. But now I have oddly oval faced Pikachu smiling at me. So all is right with the world. I just keep looking at mine and I'm just mm-hmm. happy to. looks like he wants to. <laughs> uh,
1: also, also, Mass Effect 3 Citadel was the last downloadable content uh, for single player for Mass Effect 3. And I kind of talked about that on a previous podcast, but very kind of almost like a dream sort of of like when TV shows have like that, that dream episode where everyone's happy and they're having their last ride together and it's, they're having a party and socializing and getting to spend one last little bit with the characters, even though like it may seem a bit of a detraction from the actual real threat, because you're having this party with all your friends and there's this actually pretty interesting story that, you know, for spoilers' sake, won't really delve into for that DLC. But it's like, oh yeah, the Reapers. Hmm, that that's a thing. So, uh, it's just a very interesting DLC, and you know, it helps kind of flesh out the experience for that game. So that's actually one I I do recommend getting for fans who have stuck through the series. Um, Tony, if you are here with your internet, was there anyone you wanted to talk about in particular? Uh,
2: I'm getting stuck unusually, like Super was saying about Luigi's Mansion. I do get stuck mm-hmm. a good amount, which is amazing to me as a Nintendo game for once. But I'm having Oops. a lot of fun with it. Also, GameFly just offered me a one-month subscription for a dollar.
1: Isn't that so bad? I got Far
2: Cry, Tomb Raider, and a uh, Bioshock on my queue right now, so hopefully I'll get to those.
1: Good luck Bioshock's getting those. Cool. Good luck getting those. Uh,
2: I think Far Cry. I got Far Cry first, so. I think I got a good shot of that one. That one's still kind of—it's not as new, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't
2: know. It's it's still pretty popular though. Oh yeah.
1: Well, we're getting a little low on time here. Let's get to the soapbox. We basically pick a topic that's media related. You know, have a little rant. Uh, I'm going to start with a story I came across on Go Nintendo, uh, talking about the top 10 most attractive male and female video game characters. I love revealed. the sentence. <laughs> Which says a new poll from a money-saving website in the UK has revealed the top ten most attractive male and female video game characters. Great! What could possibly from go wrong? A money-saving website in the UK. Uh, so they, you know, uh, survey these different male and female uh, players and say, what was, "What's the main question here?" Uh, from your gaming experience, who do you consider the sexiest female video game characters and then sexiest male video game characters they have a list of options with pictures uh they're allowed to select more than one answer and i almost think just like having a list there kind of skews mm-hmm. the uh the list anyway i thought you know at least mention it just for the lull's sake but mostly it's just a bad way to design your experiment Uh, this, you know, coming from someone who's getting a master's degree in communication and media studies. Just looking at this, it's, that's not the way to do things. But, you know, for the amusement's sake, uh, at number 10 for the females, Princess Peach, then Ruby Malone from Wet, Morgan Ainsland from Darkstalkers, Meryl from Metal Gear Solid, Meryl Silverberg, Chloe Frazier from Uncharted, Jill Valentine, Resident Evil, Sophia Alexandra from Soul Calibur, number 3, Joanna Dark, Number two, Tifa Lockhart, and number one, Lara Croft. Mm. Lara Croft I, with like a staggering amount of percentage, by the way. I think
3: it's because she's the most recognizable,
1: yeah. right? Mm-hmm. She I'm also at
3: point was the biggest chested.
1: <laughs> this is true. This how for the polygons. I feel like, like Sophia
0: had her meat, but uh,
1: Sophia, I don't know if I'd put there. I think that's it's interesting that. She's on that list, but then again, it's depending hey man, she's on the how milk. they construct.
4: Okay, if, if that's
1: if that's your thing, bro. Uh, on the male side, Jason Brody from Far Cry 3 at number 10, Cloud Strife, Dante, Leon Kennedy, Squall Leonhart from Final Fantasy, uh, John Marston, Ezio Auditore, Chris Redfield, Solid Snake, and Nathan Drake at number one. I don't know, more just to bring it up for the lulls, but it's just a bad experiment design, and yeah, it
0: doesn't matter. But just to show this little mark in time, I, I guess. don't see Sergeant Johnson from Halo on this list. He knows what the lady. Therefore, likes. it's
1: invalid.
4: All
0: right.
1: Yeah, uh, let's see. Colin Rain in the uh, live stream chat asks, "Where is Samus?" It's a good mm-hmm. question. Um,
2: Trying to do that, internet forbidding, but.
1: I couldn't, <laughs> yeah, it's probably but, it's
3: probably one of those things where not everyone realizes that Samus is still a chick,
1: I guess so, yeah, when it's uh, money uh, yeah. Samus. Well, uh, a money saving
3: and think about it if you, if you put well think think of it, if you put you know ten ten girls and ten boys in a room and you put the sexiest of the icons and you put Samus right in the center, people have no idea whether or not it's a guy or a girl based on the suit, so you yeah. kind of have to mm-hmm. go on the assumption that they don't know that she's a girl,
1: right. If they showed suit.
3: if if they showed her zero suit, then they'd be like, oh yeah, definitely in the top ten. But right. more so than Peach, but Peach is, is identifiable. So okay.
2: mm-hmm. you'll you'll like this. Uh, the Skype call sound will not go away out of my earphones for some reason.
1: Oh, oh. even though I'm in the call. Oh, so well that I, was, I was really fun. I was just gonna say you need to talk about your uh, quest for a Pikachu.
2: Uh yeah, real quick, apparently retailers only got two Pikachu three DSs a store. As
0: far as Target's hmm. concerned, at very, very,
2: very limited edition. Yeah. So like I went to Target at like eight oh two when they opened and two people were ahead of me, so I'd uh <sighs> I was screwed. And my tire was going flat, so I had to like go home, move one of my parents' cars and drive to Target like thirty minutes away.
1: Oh man.
2: So and I already planned like two more like I was gonna price match Best Buy if that didn't work, but I did end up getting it. Had you got a whole it at separate, Best Buy or... too annoyed with the internet. Uh no, I was going to if like this target didn't have it. Ah, okay. But yeah, I had to like go to aisle three and run around until like I got a Pikachu. Hmm. I had a whole bit, but I'm too annoyed with my internet right now. Never yeah. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> mind.
0: That's not the exciting adventure make it, like, that I heard
2: no it was just I cannot believe I cannot believe they only sent two you got lucky because more than less than two people wanted a 3DS I I actually uh,
0: went through a little adventure of my own what was yours well for my soapbox I guess Uh, I too uh, under what Tony had been saying was I was just like yeah I'll get it this weekend I get my paycheck Uh, I should have enough and I did um, but then I—that's not important. Either way, I went to uh, Target, and I finally ended up finding. It took me forever just to get their uh their sales uh newsletter, just so I could look through it and like actually get the price down. So and once I finally got that down, I headed over this the area. I look over to the guy and I'm just like, "You guys have any Pikachu?" And he, I didn't even get to finish my sentence. He's like, "No." I'm like, <laughs> okay. And he's just like, Pikachu 3DS XL? I'm like, yeah. He said, I sold all of those on Sunday. In two minutes. Hmm. Like, oh. Yeah. Doesn't Meyer do price matching? He's like, yeah. Can I get a... No. Okay. So I just walked out of the store. <laughs> and, like, I drove around to the Meijer. And I was about to head over to the uh, Best Buy. But I chose Meijer because it was closer. Anyway, I went in there and lo and behold, I see two Pikachu 3DS's in there, and I'm like, alright! So I walk up to the guy, and I'm just like, alright, so you guys do price matching, right? And he gives me this little look, and he's like, yeah. I'm like, alright, alright. <laughs> so I'd like to get this Pikachu 3DS, and, he's, and I just hear, I, I I turn to look at the 3DS to point at it, and while I'm turned around, I hear this just long <sighs> sigh. I look back at him, and was like, this is not the first time of today. He's just like, no, not really. I'm like, oh, well, alrighty then. So, and then he had, yeah, I show him the thing and he's just like, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna have to ask you, do they still have them in stock there? I just stared at him. I think if I say no, he won't <laughs> give it to me. I just stared at him a little longer, very uncomfortable silence, my friend standing right there and I'm like, yes. Yes, they do.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and he was like, that's all I needed to hear. And then he started talking to me about all their little sales and I'm like, what? Buy one get one half off. Ugh, oh, can I get a Luigi's Dark Moon and a Mario Kart Seven, please? And what? Oh, I know. I had all that. Like, do you want
2: protection? Do you want all this stuff on it? I'm like, no. I want it for a deal for a reason. I want to yeah. save money.
0: So, by getting Luigi's Dark Moon and Mario Kart Seven, I then right before the show downloaded Mario 3D Land because I heard it was longer than I thought. So.
1: Yeah, if you want to do more completionist stuff, mm. yeah, it does take a little while longer. It's
2: a whole Luigi, like, eight worlds after the main nice. game, so yeah.
1: It's a fun one, though.
0: I think I shall enjoy it. But yes, I finally own a DS console, the 3DS. So all those DS games that I bought throughout the years, I might be able to actually play. You're getting right. it at a good time. Oh, yeah. At a good time. The XL screen just looks gorgeous, too. Cool. Oh, it really and does. And the, yeah, the, the 3D screen. on Dark Moon is fantastic. And I just realized that I didn't even look at Mario Kart 7's 3D. Hmm. Oh, I don't
4: no, do well, that. Either. I know,
0: but I have to at least look. Oh,
2: yeah, totally. Jar, do you have anything you want to rant about? Uh,
3: just, I don't know. my My... I mean, it's nothing that everyone's never heard of before, but I just get tired. Um, I've been getting tired of uh, (sighs) hearing about this whole, you know, feminist frequency issue of Anita Sarkeesian and Mm. and her video about, uh, you know, women, tropes versus women in video games. And I I think that just my my whole that it's been pissing me off is how gender – has become such a big issue in gaming it's like we're not just gamers there's girl gamers and i'm kind of tired of all the misogyny that 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 all the dudes are are throwing that way i just kind of want like there are worse things in the world and that's just kind of something that just kind of grinds my gears that every every day on the internet there's always like you know a forum or a post or an article about how people hate girl gamers and it's like Shut up we're we're just gamers. There's no need to add the girl in front of it. It's just like get over it. That's just been my whole big thing is that I keep finding misogynistic gamers where it's just like, just let it go like this is two thousand thirteen like we're all cool now. We have the iPhone for God's sakes, come on,
1: yeah, well, I'm glad know. someone mentioned it. jesus <laughs> we crazy we.
0: Know, yeah. We have Siri now. Do you she know how much help she, did,
3: she is? She, she sometimes I helps. don't know.
0: I don't have an iPhone.
1: <laughs> Alright. Well, we generally wrap up the show with a thought, you know, question that we answer. This week's one is, which game have you gone most out of your way to complete? And Gerard, as the completionist, I was wondering, which game presented the greatest struggle for you? <laughs> Uh, greatest
3: struggle, struggle of all time is Catherine. Catherine for the PS3 slash Xbox
1: 360.
3: Mm-hmm. That game will haunt your dreams. How difficult it is! It's very. I know, right? It's very hard. And if you don't believe me, give it a shot. I challenge you to play it and complete it. And it's not not as as good as it could be. So. Just saying. Just saying.
2: Somebody just thought you'd say sneaking, and I thought you would too.
3: <laughs> no, that game's just—it's just that game's not not done. It's just—it's not a well-developed game. You can't get mad at game that de- you can only get mad at game design for so long. But something like like Catherine, that's genuinely difficult. Um, that's 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 pretty. I mean, it's it's very mm. fun and very challenging, mm-hmm. but it will wreck your soul if you are a completionist. Mm.
2: Yeah. Even more I, than Super Meat Boy?
3: Yes, more so than Meat Boy.
1: Oh. Wow. It's like
3: it's like a three dimensional version of Meat Boy.
1: Oh. oh, dude. Yeah, I remember playing that game like on one of the easiest difficulty settings. I was more interested in the story and to me the actual gameplay was, you know, kinda of getting in the way. Even on like one of the easiest difficulties, and there's one that you can even unlock. But like that game gets even pretty tough when it's supposed to be easy. It's like I, I can't even fathom its most difficult setting.
3: Yeah, that's the bad thing about being the completionist. (laughs) you thought the first playthrough was fun, try Ultimate Death Hard Mode, where you can't get hit once, or you start the game over from the very beginning.
1: Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I'll have to make sure to watch that review again. Mm -hmm. Uh, For me, I think uh, it was what I played recently was Zero Escape Virtue's Last Reward. Uh, Simply for the fact, it shows you a, basically a branching path of all its different narrative uh, paths and the choices that you make and how it, you know, resolves itself over the course of its story. And just the complexity of the story, if you have played it, uh, you know, that it really helps to, you know, complete every ending so you can get all the information because it's a very complex narrative. Uh, but that's what i would say because normally like when I beat a game i'm I'm just trying to expand my game library and experiences so I'm not spending the extra time to to do the whole completionist thing although I absolutely respect those who do it's just with where I am in my life etc cetera, etc cetera. um but yeah, zero escape virtues last reward really grabbed me in that way
4: hmm.
0: super oh, it's me excellent uh tales of symphonia Mm. There, the vast amount this is a uh, RPG that you're going to have to play through multiple times and I say that because there's a couple of monsters that you can only see in one thing so if you want to complete your monster list you have to play through the entire game like three times because there's a part where you have like a choice of three different things and if you go this way you'll see this monster that way you'll see that monster etc etc but the, the sheer amount of side quests that you have to go through I probably have poured somewhere close to 500 hours plus. I, I mean, I lost track after so long. The first time I played the game, I know I took 80 hours. And the second time was 60 hours. And then the third time was 20 hours. But that's, you know, skipping all the dialogue, et cetera. Et cetera. But mm, there are so many blink-and-you-miss-it side quests in that game and i th- I have found every single one. There is one I'm going to say quote unquote side quest that I have missed, which is the uh, Kratos and Lloyd training scenes, but they are largely un unvocal scenes and you don't get anything for them. They're just cool little character expanding scenes. and I've only reached two of them. I haven't gotten the third and the fourth because you're supposed to like stop somewhere, talk to someone and you know, talk to a nameless NPC here, but then you need to talk to him again here at this point as well. Mm. So you have to double back all this way just to talk to this NPC that is completely and utterly, you know, pointless. Other than the fact that you come mm. back at this one point in the game just to talk to this guy so you can have a scene where this character and this character will talk to each other. Yeah, mm. so that, that and but I have completed every side quest in that game. I've done all the extra stuff. I've completed my monster list. I completed my item list. I completed everything in that game. And I've reached level 255. Which takes forever. God. But An odd number to cap it. Uh, it's not too odd. 256. <laughs> Disga- uh, Disgaea, yeah, says, Disgaea high. says hi. With, as far as, as yeah. Levels, yeah, but there's tricks around those kind of things. Uh, the Tales series has the... You beat the game like... If you do really well, beat the game like twice. If you do if you do it normally, uh be it th- three or five times. I'm not one percent sure, but I think it's three. And you can get the times ten EXP mode. Mm. And there's also, if you're really, really good, these the uh EXP combo mode, where your EXP is equal to like the combos you do in a match. So Say you only do your standard four-hit combo, like you get like four or five EXP. But if you do like this giant 100-hit combo, then you're just poured in with EXP. And there's a there's a nice there's a neat little place uh, midway through the game in this little ice part of the world that you have you can do where your magic user can heal your enemy if you do an ice magic to it. So I think I hit during an EXP combo game I was having fun with. I think I hit a six thousand something combo, and that took me that took me to a huge increase in levels. And for I think mine, I think my game would probably be Sonic
2: Adventure 2 because God freaking (laughs) chow.
0: Really, not the 100% completions for Banjo Tooie or something like that. I suppose. That was that was easy yeah, though. I was about to I say mean, like, that was. again, it's like we, you had to go out of your way for it, and you seem to be enjoying every second yeah. of that game.
2: Dude, I love Banjo Tooie. I I know Gerard didn't play it growing up, so I'm sure that was pretty overwhelming. The world because it's so big.
3: Yeah, I generally preferred the first one more than the uh, the second one, but that's just me. I know everyone said it was amazing, but.
2: I mean, if you didn't grow up with it, I just can't imagine, like, going to that world as an adult and just being like, oh, God, <laughs> there's so many worlds that connect and so many uh, t- grunty industries alone is just really confusing if you don't know it. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Well,
1: that's about all we had on our outline here. Uh, Gerard, thank you so much for being on the show. We usually you know, give this time to you know, plug whatever you want, you know, talk about things you're working on. I know you have. You're already working on a new game for the next uh, video. You're working on with the game.
3: Yeah, um, I'm trying to think what what's what's my next video. I think my next video is Zelda, the very first Ooh. Zelda. That's it's, it's next on the docket. I got that, and then also Metal Gear of the Rapper and uh, Max Payne are all next month, so Ooh, April should be. April should be a pretty diverse month. It should be a good time.
1: Awesome, you want to plug your channels and all that stuff? Uh, face Twit yeah. Tamblegram. I guess. Yeah. yeah.
3: Face, face Twit Tamblegram. Me. Um, you can uh, check me out on on uh, YouTube.com backslash that one video gamer. You can also see me over on. uh my second channel is that one Laser Clown, YouTube.com/backslash that one laser clown. I have a Let's Play show called Super Beard Brothers where we go over trivia and uh, fun, fascinating facts as we're playing through the games on there. Uh, we're on hiatus right now because my PS3 blew up, but I just got a new one, so I'll be back and uh, better than ever next week with that. Um, what else? Facebook.com/backslash The Completionist, uh, Twitter.com/backslash JKCompletesIt. Uh I think it's that one, videogerard.tumblr.com, I think that's that's how it works. And uh right. Instagram. Instagram slash Gerard Khalil, I think is my Instagram. Or as I call it, face a Tamilgram, all those things kinda wrapped up into one. Um so yes, that's that's all I got. <laughs> Thank you guys for having me very much. I appreciate oh, it. Oh, no it problem. Fun.
0: Very, very glad to I have I enjoyed you. tangenting yeah. with you.
1: All <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Uh, for those fans of Gerard listening to this show, we are at showmeyournews.com. That's part of the Show me Your News Network, a whole variety of shows that we do. Although today, when we're recording, we're having some difficulties with our website, so please bear with us. If you enjoy the show, we, there's much more as far as a variety of things to embrace your inner nerd where that came from at showmeyournews.com. So making sure that Tony's back before we do our sign-out. Yeah, hurry. Uh, there you go. <laughs> With that, I am Yoko. I'm Super. I'm Tony.
3: And I'm the completionist.
1: Yeah. And we are out. See ya. <laughs>
4: Thank you. I I feel so loved.
0: By the way, I while doing research for the show, uh I watched your mailbag episode. Which number one three, number three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I might have unleashed a little bit of a girlish squeal when some when you unearthed Tales of Symphonia. Oh, I <laughs> uh, I love that game so much. That's
3: what everyone says. I've never played it, so it's gonna be an epic
0: quest. It better be. You you will have fun, but I'm just going to give you a little hint right now. Second player is going to want to play the guy named Kratos. Don't let him play. It's two player? It's four player.
3: Oh, I need to build a team of people then. Oh, yeah. I don't want want to play by myself. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That's got to help help the time
2: go by with some of those when you're completing mm -hmm. them. Does Greg play a lot?
3: God, no.
4: Um, <laughs> God,
3: no. I'm. Every, every video, even his videos where he's playing, um, in it's the, like, you, no? it's actually me. Oh. I'm purposely playing bad to make Greg look bad. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, sandbagging. Because Greg can't, Greg, like, can't. watching Greg, gr- having Greg record his own footage is like, it, it hurts my brain.
0: He actually doesn't have fingers, little known fact.
3: Yeah, he's just kind of like, throws the controller in the air with his arms and just kind of waits for it to just, like, fall. hit buttons. Yeah.
0: Huh. Mediocre doesn't even begin to describe it.
1: Nope. <laughs> it's selling it a bit much.
0: <laughs> well, that's why he's not... We're trying to stay
3: away from... From...
4: Co-op games? Yeah,
3: the, no, the mediocre as, as a as a brand. We we actually the mediocre started out as a joke, and then like people were like, "Oh, Greg she totally reviewed this game," and it's like, "No, no, it was just like a
0: it was a joke." Oh God, no, please, it was a joke.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's why at the end of the season one of the Completionist, we have that like quote unquote epic breakdown of me like, oh yeah, freaking mm-hmm. out because Greg completed a game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just uh really like the intro. It's just compared to just always starting the video as yes, and then just. Alright. Yeah, man. Gotta get excited for playing games. That's that's the whole thing. That's why we did it that way. It's just, uh, playing playing games is super exciting and fun, and people forget about that when when they're on YouTube and doing review shows and stuff. So that's why I wanted to, you know, the whole beard mode thing, it's super important Mm -hmm. to me.
0: Just that, you know, we all have fun when we're playing games. I was gonna say folks... I, I was way impressed with your intro when you had beer mode engaged. I'm just like, ah, oh, he he did something like that, didn't he? <laughs> and I, I I laugh and I'm just like, that looks good on him. Pizza beard. Yeah, That's I'm actually
3: a... the, I'm actually right now lo, I'm I'm because yeah, um, but I uh
1: because airports.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: airports. Do the TSA? I have I've had the worst luck with the TSA. I've you know, the most uncomfortable thing in my entire life, I've actually been full blown strip searched.
4: Um, oh, by Whoa.
3: a 350 pound black woman. Like, it is not, it is not as, you know how the movies are, it's like, oh, they joke? It's like, no, it's painful. It's very painful. It's very bad. It's not <laughs> as awesome. erotic
2: as you would think.
3: No, it's nowhere near that. Um, but to avoid situations like, I mean, because they see my first name, they see French first name, you know, normal you know name middle name and they see a Arabic last name and they're just like and and he has a beard and beady brown eyes and and and, uh thick eyebrows they immediately go alright we gotta check this guy out and it's been pretty it's been pretty uh, unfortunate so I find that when I shave they don't say a word to me so
1: it's so interesting but yeah and that actually
3: shaving did I had no problems at the airport when I shaved so,
2: Do you guys, uh, uh, Gerard, do you follow Little Karibo on uh, Twitter? No, I do not. He, like, has been having travel, woes. was like every time he gets on a plane. Like, I don't know if any of you other guys have noticed that, but it's just like mm-hmm. every time he's like, well, somebody spilled water on my jacket. <laughs> like, every time he's been on a plane for a con.
1: I had someone next to me on the way back from Salt Lake tell, you know, basically... Like the, the crying two year old behind us. They say, you know, to the parents, put him in a kennel until he's 20. Whoa. <laughs> so, wow.
4: travel woes, yeah. I got some now, unfortunately. Mm hmm. <laughs>